And I've seen things out of church as far as like empathy, because I've been homeless like a number of times. When you don't have a place to live, somebody like, you know, gives you kindness, no reason, just because out of the goodness of their heart, it's something about that. And I remember like uh, one time I was homeless and I'm like, you know, I was starving. Like, you know what I mean? I probably hadn't ate for like three, four days. And I went to um, like a fast food restaurant and I had like all this change that I got from panhandling. I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get a, uh, a burger. And then this guy comes up. He's like, hey, you want a meal? And he, he buys me like the whole meal, you know, like which he didn't have to do that. Uh, that like right there is like, you know what I'm saying? An example of like the love of God. And I think that we can show that to each other. All right. Hello and welcome to Knowing and Believing. This is my second Craigslist conversation with a total stranger from Craigslist. And today we have Ryan Glover. Ryan Glover. And uh, this is the first time we've really met. So how you doing? I'm doing really good. It's a, a blessed day, you know, so. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself to start out and like why this uh, even interests you too. Well, I've had like a lot of cool experiences from Craigslist, but uh, I really like, you know, have like a strong faith in, in God because of like different uh, circumstances that have happened throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And I believe like, you know, that he's been with me and you know helped me through certain situations and just like you know life period i really believe there's a plan and a design for the universe i don't think like you know that that life is uh just like random i think that uh there's there's too much order in the universe for there not to be a god you know so it's definitely a lot of uh order i was just watching um one strange rock i think it is on netflix will smith kind of narrates it and it's about that's uh i'm i'm imagining you're not on board with evolution just depending on where your religious background comes from but um i mean I'm, I'm open to the idea of it i think that uh no one really knows you know at the end of the day i think like you know people have ideas and they say you know sometimes and stuff that is it's concrete that it was like this it was like that but right. i believe that you know maybe like you know me and stuff and everything like every different religion may have like spices of the truth maybe not the whole like you know as far as like picture and maybe nobody like really knows as far as like and maybe that's the purpose of it you know because if people hmm. really knew like you know and stuff everything will be like you know what i mean the idea of faith or you know like why would anybody have to uh you know it would just be what it was <laughs> well that that's an interesting point to me that i've made quite often with people that uh if we were able to be certain faith would not be a thing completely because if you're certain there's no need for faith that's kind of ridiculous to think yeah um, that's 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 a good point and i think like sometimes and stuff and everything that um you know i'm i'm a little like um you know taken back like sometimes and stuff by religious people they're like oh this is what it happened or like you know what I mean and stuff and everything in the bible and stuff and everything which i believe like you know church is a good thing and you know i've gone to church and stuff for like most of my life like differing denominations and stuff but i believe that nobody knows for certain i think like you know that you have to keep an open mind i know like you know what the bible says i do read the bible and it's been it's been a helpful book for me but i think that um but I, i'm certain that there's a god in my in my from my personal experiences you know what i mean yeah it's, so what's your what's your background uh just for you personally and then how does that uh tie into what you believe Oh, so man, I like, you know, I grew up like, you know, believing in, uh, believing in God. I went to, so your, your family was religious. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, uh, we were, we were Catholic. Like I went to, uh, 
But uh, I went to Catholic school like at first, and then I transferred to a Lutheran school. Like my parents wanted me to go, which is like the the opposite of like Catholicism. But uh, we we went to Catholic church, and uh, I was in you know I was an altar boy. So you did the confessing to a priest and all yeah, that yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Are you still Catholic? Or? Um, I'm right now. I, I would consider myself, I guess, Christian. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been. I, I go to Catholic mass sometimes and stuff, and everything, especially like living in Cambridge. Uh, like, you know, sometimes still. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I will consider myself Christian, though, uh, you know, more so than anything. I I believe in God and I believe that Jesus died for our sins, you know, but I like um like my personal belief. But like I I don't prescribe to like an idea that like, you know, what I mean, and stuff, and everything like any particular denomination or religion and stuff, and everything like has like the 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 no all of like you know everything that happened i think right. that sometimes and stuff everything that there's there's openness and room for interpretation and people have different ideas and theories about so what was it that brought you like so so why not be full on board with catholicism as a as a means of knowing spirituality why is, it seems like you've drifted away from catholicism to have a little bit <clears throat> more of a open interpretation of the divine um well like you know to be honest and stuff, everything like when I was going to um, to school, and maybe like just the experience of the 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 discipline and the strict rigidness of Catholicism, I think maybe that is like a turnoff. Like that, it certainly was for me. I had good memories, but I also have like bad memories. And then also like as far as like the allegations of like sexual abuse is something that you know plays into my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I never experienced that myself, but like my church, like, you know, uh, they like in Illinois, they recently released like, you know, as far as like the fouls and stuff, everything of like priests who were accused of uh, sexual assault and like two of the priests who were like when I was going there were accused of sexual assault. So, you know, things and stuff like, it's like that. like a near miss. Yeah. It's, it's like. Yeah. I have a friend that I surf with uh, around here who grew up Catholic who told me he he would never go on like the kids church retreat stuff because he wanted to stay here and surf and he knew people that went on the retreats and were molested and everything else by priests and you know there but for the grace of god went him you know uh and that's i've run into a lot of people especially in this area and in new england massachusetts that were catholic but when all the stuff started coming out it's it's really really affected their faith and it sounds like that's something that's been uh, influential in your approach. I think, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I didn't experience like the sexual abuse, but I did experience like kind of like verbal abuse and like emotional abuse, like starting at an early age from mm-hmm. being like an altar boy. It was a particular priest at our church and he was like South African. And there's a lot to remember, like in Catholic mass and stuff, being an altar boy. And I had like a, a poor memory. It wasn't something I was like really into. My mom was kind of like pushing me into it. Like you have to go and be an altar boy. And it's like, you know, it was all this stuff that you have to remember. I always forget something, you know, whether to come up like with the book at the right time. And he right. was just like, you know, uh, a jerk, you know, as far as like in verbally kind of abusive and that kind of like, you know, from an early age, like, you know, it was like, I don't really like church at that particular time and stuff and everything. I, I was really, you know, it was one of those things and stuff that made you kind of like not actually want to go to church. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've experienced, though, like, you know, different experiences in other churches and both positive and negative. But 
Um, I think like you know what I mean and stuff and everything. Like I think people have this idea that just because a church doesn't have anything to do like, you know, necessarily with God all the time. I think like, you know, sometimes and stuff that people and stuff and everything like say like, oh, church and God, like you know what I mean and stuff like if you go to church, you should be able to find God. But that I don't think is necessarily true in my experience. Hmm. I think that Jesus, obviously, if you read the Bible and stuff and everything, he didn't have like a church wherever he went was the church. And so I think like a lot of times and stuff in life that we have to treat all our, our moments and stuff and everything as like, you know what I mean, and stuff like the divine plan of our life and like all these moments are right. holy. The so. thing I found interesting from parts of the Bible that I have read and remember uh, is that it was his tradition to go to the temple, right? And it seems like the interesting thing from that to me is that you had the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and Christ obviously went there. So you had people going to the temple that had very different views. I think either Pharisees or Sadducees, one of them did not believe in a resurrection or an afterlife or something like that. Drastically different views, but they all still went to the temple and would discuss it, work it out, it seems, which to me is interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a, one of the main reasons why I'm having conversations like this, speaking with people who I might not see you know, everything in the same way, but I think it's really important for us to come together and hear each other's stories and see if there's any part of, like, your story that informs mine that can help me or my story that can help you. You know, uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and stuff and everything, and, uh, you know, if you read the Bible and stuff and everything, that's mostly in the New Testament, and he discusses like you know what I mean and stuff and everything like when he goes to the temple he's outraged because they've turned church into something and stuff that it really isn't supposed to be kind it's about stock the, market yeah, more so it's about to be about worship and they're selling all these things and he actually gets outraged because you know this is his father's house I, I think you see that a lot now like you know in uh, modern churches and I think like you know a lot of like uh, pastors and stuff and everything who are televangelists who some message some messages I do I do enjoy myself but like you know are they doing it for the good Goodness, or is it for more so like the enrichment of themselves? Right. And I think like you know, at like what point is like too much as far as like as far as like a um, a televangelist? You know, when they they make like you know like so much money, like you know some of these like are are making like Forbes lists. Oh yeah, and I mean <laughs> you look at what Olstein, like yeah. what was it Creflo Dollar that was looking for like his third Learjet or right. something like that? <laughs> it's like wow, you know and. That that kind of thing seems, you know, absurd when, you know, and, Christ would say the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, and these guys are crazy and, rich. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it's anything wrong with being wealthy. You know, I think, like, you know, at a, at a certain point, though, like, you know, when is, like, too much, too much? Like, you know, I think... Um, Joel Osteen, I know though, like you know, what I mean, he makes a lot of his money and stuff and everything off of his like his books. Like some of these pastors, they actually have other businesses sure. and stuff and everything. It's not necessarily that they are making money from like you know the donations and stuff and everything. So like some of that is like you know, um, I don't I don't know. I can't speak for like you know because I've I've looked into some of this and stuff and everything, and some of them claim not to make money from the donations of the church. Like right. that all goes to the church, and obviously being a pastor and stuff because you operate with integrity more people are going to like want to do business with you mm -hmm. and you're going to have more business opportunities so I, I don't know but like I think like at some point and stuff and everything like it just seems like a bit much like you know like when you're talking about like you know sure. like jets private jets and yeah <laughs> and, I, and, and I think like that dude 
Creflo's already got like one or two or something. It's like, uh, just go with one, you know, sell the other two. And, uh, yeah, like, and, you know, I saw like, uh, I remember when he was like on TV for like slamming his daughter down and stuff and everything. Did you Ugh. see like, uh, he got arrested and stuff and everything in Atlanta and stuff and everything. Not to put like you and me and stuff and everything. I mean, everyone's human. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you don't, you don't have to demand perfection, but at, at some point it's just, you, you have to make a, character judgment to a degree on a person that you're going to base a lot of your life around and after. So with, it, it seems like you've had, a, you know, a degree of delusionment from a delusionment, if that's the right word from religion, as far as like Catholicism is a little like, eh, this doesn't seem right. I need to step back, readjust my view. But even in readjusting your view, you come across, uh, you know, televangelists or people that seem to be taking advantage of people through this process of religion as well. Um, be it Joel Olstein or not, or Creflo or all the, those are just like two names that come to mind real yeah, quick. Um, and I, I will say though, like I, um, I enjoy Joel Osteen's like, I don't donate to his ministry or anything, but like I've read like a lot of his books and mm -hmm. I found them to be helpful. Like, you yep. know, the messages are very positive and I know like a lot of people attack him and stuff and everything specifically for uh, being like a false prophet. I don't know if that's true or not, but like I take something from like the messages of his books, like, you right. know, and stuff and everything like Creflo Dollar. I like his uh, televangelist ministry. I like, you know, sometimes have watched it before in the past and stuff and everything and I've gotten something out of it. You know, not to say like, you know, necessarily um, that that makes me want to donate to his ministry and stuff and everything. Sure. I've watched it for free on television and stuff and everything. And it affected my life positively. What are the things that affect your life positively from things like uh, these uh, evangelistic ministries, but also just church in general? What are the kind of rubber meets the road, real life things that affect your life positively? Uh, for me, like I, I think like, you know, going to church and getting a good message. So. The best, uh, the church I, I consider myself a member of is um, I was in L.A. and uh, I went to a one of those big churches, like mega churches. It was uh, Frederick Price Church's church, and it was it was really nice. They were really nice people and stuff and everything. And after the service, he shook my hand and was in the neighborhood. I lived in South Central L.A. for like six years, and um, they were really, really nice and stuff and everything. But my wife, she just was like, she didn't like the church. I was like, really? Yeah. She was like, no, she was like, I, I don't like it. It's like too big. It's not what I'm used to. And it was a church like across the street and stuff and everything one day. And she was like, why don't we go here? And we went there and uh, we ended up like going to that church for the rest of the time that we stayed in LA and uh, we still like keep in contact with the pastor. The smaller and, church, you're saying? Yeah, it was, it was just like a small church and stuff, and everything. Like, um, not not as big. Like, you know, maybe like I would say, like, you know, I don't know how many members if I had to guess, but hundreds, not like you know right. thousands or something <laughs> like that. So right. yeah, and um, we we just kept going back and back, and I think like you know it was um it was the message, like you know and stuff, and everything that I think like why why I enjoyed it because it was like it was teaching like a message about God and like, you know, I think like sometimes and stuff and everything, even if you're not religious, like, you know, having like a, a reminder of like, you know, to live purposefully and to like, you know, be a person of integrity is a okay. good thing, you right. know, and stuff and everything. Even if you, you remove God out of that equation, I think like you and me and stuff and everything, there's something positive and stuff and everything about that mm -hmm. and stuff and everything. And it can only help. And it helped. I start seeing like, you know, as far as like progression in my life and, you know, um, you know, kind of that, that reminder of living as an, 
living with integrity, uh, kind of re-examining morals uh, philosophically uh, through a religious means, looking at your life introspectively to see what you're doing or not doing that you should maybe stop or start doing things like that you you're saying that the those kind of messages these kind of uh moral sentiments and everything else that you would get from a church family and community that we would be supportive of that lifestyles is something that you really appreciate uh weaving into your life uh most most definitely i i think that a lot of times and stuff everything like you know in 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 the world, you know, in the week, like life can be very hard and like almost like beat you down and you feel very discouraged. And yep. then you go to church and you feel like encouraged, you know, as far as like um maybe you don't even feel like it necessarily, because it's like a lot of times and stuff and everything, I probably like don't feel like going to church. I could probably, you know, stay at home and you know, maybe it's like a hassle and stuff and everything. But like once you're there and you're in it, it's like in you're you're really like listening to the message and stuff and everything and seeing how it can apply to your life. But like Every time, like, I go to church, it's not necessarily like that, like, you know, and stuff and everything. And that's, you know, sometimes and stuff, I might not take anything out of the message and stuff and everything. So, like, uh, some churches and stuff and everything, like, I guess a lot of people would describe that as, like, as far as, like, the Holy Spirit. Like, I guess what I'm talking about, like, where it's, like, you know, it it is coming in and, like, you know, speaking directly to you. And stuff and everything, like, you know, uh, like, you know, as far as, like, I've gone to church where it's, like, the pastor is, like, giving a sermon and stuff and everything that is, like, parallel with something that's going on in my life and you know i can honestly relate to it and see like you know and stuff everything like uh and take something from it and apply it like right away Mm -hmm. but do you do you think that that is something that is only uniquely available through a religious service and through spiritual means no i i don't i think um i think that's the most available method but i i'm a big event person so like i love to go like see different speakers speak and like some of them don't have like necessarily a religious uh denomination and stuff everything but i probably would get something positive out of like seeing like you know tony robbins speak i probably would enjoy that a great deal you know and like he probably would give me some advice or like something i could apply to my life gary vaynerchuk i think like you know and stuff everything he's not religious i don't know if his religious denomination he may be jewish but like you know he curses a lot and like you know and stuff everything and uh but it's motivational i think like you know as far as like his to uh to look at like you know your finances and take accountability for your life so yeah my my wife's a big dave ramsey person okay yeah yeah yeah. he's (laughs) he's, uh you know he's got a very uh religious spiritual uh approach but has a very uh sound and safe way for living your life financially uh that that has helped a lot of people i wouldn't wouldn't argue with that so yeah uh like Susie orman you know that's like I've heard you know, that name yeah yeah she's like a finance person and stuff everything just about how to budget and stuff everything like her advice though is very practical like it mm-hmm. sounds like similar like to dave ramsey and you know so a lot of the critics of belief and religion will admit like yeah, religion serves a purpose. It benefits people in a lot of ways. But when you get down to the material truth of it all, it's very hard to explain or find evidence for in a, you know, 
in a way, very scientific manner. But it sounds like from the uh, start of this conversation, that's really not where you're coming from, and that's not really how you're holding your belief. You're not someone who's saying, this is a certain thing, I can prove it through this reproducible method of X, Y, and Z, and it's absolutely uh, certainty-based true. Um, it, it, It seems like you have a far more subjective interaction with other people of faith through community, through uh, uh, group events where you're amongst other people that believe the same, that you all kind of feed off together in that situation, um, that, uh, that sounds like that's part of what helps you find meaning, purpose, direction, and it and is a really positive thing for you that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, um, how I could ever prove the existence of God. I think, like, you know, as far as, like, that um, even if you could, I think there would still be people who would doubt it and stuff and everything. Like, if you, if you had, like, you know, some quantifiable evidence, you know, like, this is, this is, this is the, 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 the hair from God and stuff yeah. <laughs> and stuff everything, people would, would say, like, you know what I mean? It's stuff, oh, like, you know what I mean? It's a sham or, like, you know what I mean? I'm sure, like, people said that in Jesus's lifetime or, like, you know, any other, like, person who had like a an amazing message like you know what I mean and stuff throughout history and stuff people doubted people um I think like for it's it's a religion uh or spirituality is just a personal experience you it has to be like something and stuff everything like within you so like um I was like listening and stuff and everything like in uh to like a like a YouTube video and it was saying like basically and stuff and everything that like you know our ancient minds and stuff like nowadays like we have so many distractions you know like as far as like computers and like uh like you know what I mean we're always on our phones and stuff and everything oh, yeah. but like actually like you know what I mean the ancient man and stuff and everything our mind was meant to be quiet and like you know as far as like you know to be in nature and to like you know as far as like reflect and stuff and everything, that's like, you know what I mean, and stuff and everything, when our mind is really at our best. I don't know, like, you know what I mean, if you ever go... I don't know that I would say that's when our best, but it's when it's uh, it's kind of like, all right, I've got a minute, I'll process all this stuff that happened today, right? And and I, I totally get what you're saying and agree with you that in uh, our modern lifestyle, we've, we've thought, like, we'll come up with all these great gadgets and everything else to help us and give us more time to be free, on all we've done is crowd more work and more busyness, more attention away from sitting, being quiet, reflecting, uh, processing everything that's happened. We've, we've just pushed that stuff out and we've just crowded more busyness into our lives. And anytime you're in a line, like I was in the line at Chipotle yesterday and I was in a rush. So I didn't, uh, I forgot my phone in the car so I like ran in, but a couple people had gotten in line behind me, so I would lose my place, and I was in a rush, so I couldn't go back out and get my phone. So I had to just sit there for like five minutes in the line, you know. Everyone in the line was just down looking at their phone, and you know, I had five minutes of just like staring out the window to let my mind kind of decompress, and it was it was like a really nice thing, you know. Yeah. And you know, I definitely think that there's an an aspect of our nature as people that we need that and we need to consciously take that time to do that. And I think religious practice, spirituality practices help us um, 
kind of organize our lives and maybe push out those things that, or at least push them out for a time to, to take attention of what we're doing and, and help that out. But I also wonder, like, can we not figure that out through scientific processes and tell ourselves to do those things just because we can, uh, you know, objectively say this is a good thing to do? I mean, determining what is good and what is bad objectively is a hard thing to do through a naturalistic means. But yeah, um, what are what are some of the areas like like what would you recommend to people like me that sit with a lot of doubt and skepticism towards religion and belief now what 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 is your take on what to do with that aspect of your conscious process i so like i I'll, I'll give you um example like before even though like i grew up in in church and stuff and everything like i i like I never questioned and stuff and everything like, you know, if there was a guy like really until like I was older mm-hmm. and stuff and everything. But like, I remember this, this one time and stuff and everything like in eighth grade, my grandmother, she uh, sent us to a Christian retreat and like all we did, like you and me and stuff and everything the whole weekend and stuff and everything was like pray. And like, you know, people would like tell their sad stories and stuff and everything. Like a lot of these, the kids, you and me and stuff and everything like, this girl like you and me and stuff she had been raped and like you and me and stuff were like molested and stuff everything and people were crying and stuff everything i was like you know me and my brother were just looking at each other we never really had anything happen to us like you know i mean and stuff everything like this everybody was just crying and stuff everything then my brother like fake cry because he liked this girl on the in the camp and stuff everything he wanted to (laughs) he he saw her like she was going over this other guy who had this like really sad story and stuff everything so he started fake crying (laughs) so she yeah (laughs) but after like you know uh after like that that camp and stuff everything i remember like leaving and stuff everything and like the feeling of like you know um how i felt like i felt connected to to god Mm -hmm. but i think like you know what happens is like you know in our daily lives it's like so much stuff that's going on and stuff everything that it's kind of hard to find the connection and it's hard to like you know uh to to recognize god in our daily lives and stuff and everything. So like I think yeah. like you know um I think you know is really is really something about getting getting the out of the distractions and being able to find like you and me and stuff a place where you can you can communicate and like you know really like you know even That's if it's good not advice. like you know what I mean and stuff and everything like you know um if you're not really even willing to accept that there's necessarily a guy like you know what I mean and stuff just getting to know yourself i think sometimes and stuff is a great deal in that like you know what I mean and stuff and everything but like you know just talking to yourself because i believe god lives within you and you know if you can really get to know yourself i think you'll find god what are some of the uh uh practices that you have to achieve that like uh what what do you actually do to as a way of structuring ordering uh your life to allow for those times to have that peace and connect and what are the things that you actually do to have that quiet time and connect so um yeah like uh, you know every day like you were saying and stuff last summer i would just go pray like, you know what I mean? And stuff and everything. Like, um, I live in, in Cambridge. And so, like, I would go to this church. Like, they would have, like, open hours and stuff and everything. Uh, like, right by the Boston Common Park. And I would just go pray, like, for, like, an hour. And, like, I would just talk about, like, you know, the things and stuff and everything. Like, I was concerned about my life and, like, the things and stuff and everything. Like, I wanted to happen and, you know, and stuff and everything. Like, what I was trying to achieve and, you know, 
uh, like through it, it's weird like you know what I mean stuff, some things and stuff and everything like I thought like were gonna happen and stuff didn't necessarily like you know what I mean go the way that I wanted to but like some of them did like you know so I mean like um, I believe I believe like that's just part of his plan you know and stuff and everything like I, I actually had a really tough year this year and stuff and everything so like I started going to um, Harvard Extension in like January and stuff and everything, which I was excited and stuff and everything for opportunity and stuff and everything. Like I'm studying uh, dramatic acting. Hmm. So like I wanted to like, uh, you know, my goal was like, you know, get an MLA, maybe like move back to Los Angeles and stuff and everything, like teach acting classes at a community college or something and stuff and everything. And uh, like halfway through like the semester and stuff and everything, I found out like my biological father wasn't uh, my father through an ancestry.com test. And that was really, really hard for me. You it's know, out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> so who you thought was your biological yeah, father yeah. was not your biological yeah. father. Oh. And it was it was crazy. And uh, did, you, like, did you send it back for a second opinion? Just to be <laughs> safe. Well, uh, like you know, mean and stuff, everything like that's going to have some ramifications back home. Well, yeah, uh, no, no, no. Like, because uh, like I, I guess my 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 dad knew like you know, mean and stuff, everything. Because like oh. the story behind it is kind of like you know, mean and stuff, everything. Like they didn't really want to tell me yep. and stuff, everything. And I guess they figured like you know, mean and stuff, everything. They were doing me, you know, a favor yeah. by like, yeah, you're my son. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, which you know that would be. As you know, putting myself in your father's place, that'd be really hard, but but you know, a commendable thing to a degree. But at yeah. some point, you might want to come clean, yeah, when you don't have to do the ancestry yeah. test, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, oh, like you know, what I mean, and stuff. I was like, wow, but you know, and stuff, everything. I think, like, um, you know, like stuff like that, like you know, what I mean, and stuff, everything in life, you know, happens and stuff, everything, like you know, when you're prepared to handle it, because I think, like, you know, maybe if like I I learned that at a younger age. I see how like that could have been like you know what I mean and stuff. Some sometime like devastating or put in that position. I've had a lot of time to think about it. I, I didn't like necessarily at first. I was like really like you know depressed, you know, and stuff and everything. And like you know like um just after like talking to God and then like I've actually been able to connect with like my actual like biological family members and stuff and everything. And it's just how has that been, man? Uh, it's. So the the funny thing is that um I I knew like I guess my aunt from uh from my mom she would come over and like you know um like you know uh because like we me and one of my cousins are double cousins so she would come and pick her up and like we would go over her house and I knew her and stuff and everything and she said she always wanted to tell me and stuff and everything but my mom like kind of kept her kept me away and stuff and everything like from them mm-hmm. and stuff and everything but it was like it was it was, it was it's really nice to to know because I kind of felt like you know what I mean and stuff everything like growing up like I didn't really fit in anywhere like with my family so like people would come over for the house and stuff and everything and like they I just didn't feel like I, I would like play video games and stuff and everything I didn't really feel like mingling with them hmm. and stuff and everything like I guess like on a like maybe on a subconscious level I always sensed it hmm. but like you know what I mean and stuff I never could put my finger on it like something like isn't like you know right I don't know like what's <laughs> well yeah. it a lot of that too uh can you can reflect that onto your experience post finding out you know yeah. which there's you know deeper psychological things going on there that you know I can't even begin to uh really elaborate on I had a friend who's he's uh he's Italian mm-hmm. but he's like from like northern Italian so he looks like he's like Austrian he's, you know he's blonde hair whatever um 
but his sisters and the rest of his family are all pretty dark hair and look a little more stereotypically Italian. And, and he is, you know, all in the family, whatever, but his sisters would just mess with him and they'd be like, you know, you're not one of us, right? You don't look anything like us. And he's just like, stop it. You know? It's pretty funny. Yeah, kind of mean, but. Well, and that's uh, like my brother, like, uh, you know, in some everything, because when we were younger, we, like I'm, I'm darker than he is and he's kind of like lighter skinned. And so like uh, we like we asked and my mom was like, no, but we didn't think anything of it because my, my dad's mom is like, you know, she's like my complexion. So I thought like maybe that's just genetics and stuff and everything like and stuff and everything. So I didn't really have any reason to uh, to doubt it. You know, no. I just kind of believed, you know, what I mean, and stuff and everything that my dad was my dad. And, you know, that's who I was. It, so. It's an interesting thing that kind of kind to a degree reflects my uh current position as far as like you know you you experience something your whole life that you thought was true and then at some point you got a test back and we're like whoa things are things are different than what i thought they were right but what does it really matter you had a father who i'm assuming you know you had a relationship with that was hopefully good and you had a mother and they acted those out the genetics were maybe not what you thought they were but yeah. what does that really mean you know but at some level though mm -hmm. that really affected you i've lived 30 you know uh, probably 35 38 years uh thinking something was true and then in my you know late 30s around 40 it was like whoa i don't know if this is true anymore yeah. But what's that really matter? Everything around me is the same. Nothing, thing, nothing around me has changed. But I've learned or, you know, believe I've learned information that changes the whole equation. But does it really, you know? like? Well, um, for me, I feel like, you know, it's just, like, good to know the truth. Like, you know what I mean? I don't love my, my dad, like, anything any different. I don't consider, like, him uh, any less my dad. Like, after finding that out, I think... Um, you know, I think it, it's a demonstration of like how much you can love someone and stuff and everything who isn't like, you know, what I mean, as far as like your biological family member or like whatnot. Um, but I, I think it's a good thing. And just like the truth, like, you know, what I mean, and stuff and everything like I, I don't I don't because like I, I feel like, you know, what I mean, even though they did it for like a good reason and stuff and everything like, you know, I think like, you know, that the truth is, is, is better. Right. Um, even if it's a little painful yeah it, it's it's better to live within that truth right and i i hold the very same sentiment but it puts me currently in a very uncomfortable and difficult position where my wife and and kids are still very uh even more so religious and i'm completely you know agnostic and do not go to church anymore and so that's a really I know it's a really difficult thing for both of my sons to look at and to, you know, I think they have probably a degree of anxiety in their life because they're thinking daddy's not going to church. Um, will he be in heaven? Yada, yada, yada. Right. When, uh, when was the last time uh, you went to church? Uh, I went to church with a friend of mine who is uh, an evangelist. Um, probably, back in January, but before that I hadn't been to church probably in a year or two. I don't know. Um, but off and on, if if something's going on where my family was it really like wants me there. Specifically all. like that happened that made you not want to go to church? Or was it like Well you just... for me it it was more um I 
just coming to a point in life where I was looking at the culture and under, underpinnings of what I believed that were questionable enough to me that it started to become, there was too much, uh, too many things conflicting within my mind, things I saw that did not uh, equate uh, equally out into the world. So for me, uh, looking at and getting to know, uh, getting to know enough people that were gay that, uh, when I would get close enough to them, I, you know, I talked to them like, when did you start to know that, you know, you were gay? And, and it never once was a, well, just some point, you know, I was just, um, you know, I was just deciding to, that's what I wanted to do. It was just like, not every time it was like, well, puberty hits and you just, you realize what you're attracted to. And it's, you know, I just realized over and over again, it's not a um, thing that they're choosing. Right. It's just how they're born. Yeah. So what do you do with that when you have this ancient, very cryptic book and a, a very uh, cultural religion that I grew up in, Seventh-day Adventism, uh, that very much says, nope, can't do that, shouldn't do that, not going to embrace that in any way, shape, or form. It was a lot of uh, cognitive dissonance of my experience and the things I held that I believed that I was like, this, this just doesn't all add up. I really need to deconstruct all of this and look at it to see where I'm going to end up here because I can't continue to add to human suffering, even from the example of Christ, you just look at the numbers of what it does to an individual born into a religion like that that rejects someone who's homosexual, it, your, your likelihood of being a drug addict, homeless, all these things goes way up. Whereas if you accept these people uh, that, that are born this way, embrace them and teach them, you know, moderation and the principles of love and everything else to say, hey, okay, you're gay, that's fine. But, you know, the same things of not uh, extending the physicality of yourself across whoever comes by on the sidewalk that afternoon, those are things that will tear you apart eventually. You know, the idea of commitment, love, monogamy, and everything else we find of a lot of value. So apply that to your relationships just the same as you would with a heterosexual. That seems like a far more healthy way yeah. to work with human suffering and, and to limit human suffering. And uh, I, I agree with you because I've actually gone to church and I've seen like pastors and stuff and everything preach against homosexuality. And like me, me and my wife, I'm like talking and I was like, this is like hate speech. If you really, if you really think about it, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything. And like a lot of people like are uh, like, you know, and I know for a fact that there's, there's gay people here, like, you know, in this church and stuff, everything, especially in the black church, it's like, it's such a stigma, I think of like homosexuality, mm. but there'll, there'll be like, you know, as far as like, uh, people that are homosexual and stuff for whatever reason and stuff that are part of this community against like, you know, and they'll have like a, occasionally like a pastor and stuff and everything like, you know, or deliver like, uh, cause I was talking to my friend and stuff and everything. He says this happens at his church. Like maybe he says like, you know, every couple months and stuff, the pastor will come, okay. he'll do a speech. Gotta and stuff wind and that yeah. sermon up again to like <laughs> yeah. make sure we're, yeah, and he's like, you know, and then he was like, oh, like, you know what I mean? And stuff, and he's like, get the complexion plates and stuff that'll die down and then it'll do it again. You know, so I don't, I don't know, but uh, I've, I've noticed that. And I, I think that's something I'm totally against. And um, 
if it were something that was simply a choice and that individual could find companionship and, uh, you know, meaningful relationship just as easily the other way, it, it, it wouldn't be as much of a conflict in my mind, but it's simply not a choice. I think... So it, I can't put that on I, I I think like, you know what I mean? And stuff, people have to use like uh, common sense. And I think like, you know, saying like, you know, everything that is in the Bible and stuff, everything is literal. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's problematic. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? And stuff, everything you, you, you can't... The Bible, the Bible does not... Um, forbid slavery and i'm not even talking in the american sense of oh slavery. yeah yeah like i'm it, talking about like just the act of harnessing another person and controlling them for your gain you know and this is like the jews in the old testament simply just couldn't do that to other jews but they could do that to an egyptian or a philistine or whatever that it, it's just so like I mean, we've the, graduated our morals have like said that's that's not okay we need to be up here you Christianity know? is one of the main tools that they use to indoctrinate, you know, uh, like, you know, African-Americans and stuff and everything like, um, you know, when they were when they when we were slaves to subdue a population yeah, it's like, you know, and I think like, you know, um, and I think that's a perversion of what that text is attempting to do. I mean, just as the right. Ku Klux Klan would use it to be like, well, you know, white Christendom is, and it's like, whoa, dude, do you guys know that you're worshiping a Jewish dude? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, how how does that equate? How do they do that? And that, that to me, like, never is like, how's that happen that, like, the Ku Klux Klan is using, like, have you seen the images of, like, there's, like, a Jesus Saves banner, and then there's yeah. all these guys in Klan's outfits, and it's is like... Serious? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I think, like you know, um, you know, I mean, I think, like you know, just leading with love, like that's like how I really want to live my life and stuff, and everything, like treating people lovingly. I think yeah, that's I like what totally get behind that. My my did of like you know, as far as like um, whether you believe in God or not, like you and me and stuff, you can still treat people good. Like you know, you don't have to treat people like crap or take advantage of people. And I still think like it's something for like lifting people up, and you know, like treating people good i've met people and stuff and everything like who it's um, the best aspects of all religions generally are are focusing on the things that you're talking about there. i i think you know i've seen a lot of things and stuff and everything like in the church and stuff and everything that make me feel that god isn't necessarily in the church and i've seen things out of church like you know what i mean as far as like empathy because i've been homeless like a number of times and stuff and everything in my life and stuff and everything and like you know when you don't have a place to live and stuff and everything and somebody like you know gives you kindness and stuff and everything like for no reason and stuff and everything just because out of the goodness of their heart it's something about that and i remember like uh one time i was homeless and I'm like, you know, I was starving. Like, you know what I mean? I probably hadn't ate for like three, four days and stuff and everything. And I went to um, like like a fast food restaurant and I had like, you know what I mean? And stuff, all this change and stuff and everything I got from panhandling. I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get a, uh, a burger. And then this guy comes up. He's like, hey, you want a meal? And he, he buys me like the whole meal. Like, you know what I mean? And stuff and everything. Like, you know, like which he didn't have to do that and stuff and everything. And I think like, you know what I mean? And stuff and everything like uh, that, like right there is like, you know what I'm saying? An example of like the love of God. And I think that we can show that to each other. 
and stuff and everything like on a daily basis and stuff and everything because everybody's going through something everybody like you know has some hardship i don't think it, it's any reason necessarily to make things harder for other people and i think like a lot of times and stuff humans do that even in the church so now like i've had an experience and stuff and everything like when i was in a church and stuff and everything like where uh, this pastor and stuff and everything, he raised like all this money for like me and my wife and stuff and everything, like to move into an apartment and stuff and everything. And they donated these thousands of dollars and stuff and everything or whatever. But like, wow. we didn't see any of that. You know, he gave us like, you know, mean and stuff, a futon and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, your experience of being homeless for me is uh, specifically interesting because I've been chiding on and on about the shortcomings of religion and I just don't see how I'm supposed to believe when there's such evidence against um, uh, the way that I've, I see a lot of people believe, which you're uh, from the outset kind of steering away from. So I'm not being critical right, right now of, of the process by which you believe mostly. So, but um, the uh, I've been very critical of, the process by how people come to believe, how they hold their beliefs, and it is as far as it not working for me. Like, I don't find God through that, right? But people keep saying that it's you can navel gaze too much and you can get too caught up in all this philosophy, rationality, and, and everything else, and you can miss it. So as a, as a means of um, other ways of knowing right so there's there's this thing called wesleyan quadrilateral and the, there's four different ways by which you can come to know god or four different things that help you know god right your experience tradition spiritual uh spiritual writings um so experience tradition spirit spiritual writings there's one other one that I'm forgetting, but to me it basically boils down to three spiritual writings and other people's stories, which is the same, and then your own experience. Um, and then, I don't know, I'm losing my train of thought there. But as a way of uh, getting to know God or trying to find God, I've, I'm attempting to serve uh, those less fortunate. And there's a food kitchen kind of, Thing here in Biddeford that I that I'm going to uh, once a week as a kind of a replacement for church, right? But it's still very, it's still very discouraging to me to see people in these situations, and I feel like what I'm doing doesn't make a difference, and that they're not going to be able to help themselves, and they're not going to get into a better place. It does not feel good, right? But you're sitting in front of me as someone who can string a sentence together with intelligence and is taking care of yourself is now married, has a place, has a car to, you know, travel all the way here from Cambridge, but at one point was homeless. Um, what, what were the really influential and helpful things that got you from being homeless to, to where you are now? Um, like, you know, I, this, I mean, I believe is just like an act of God, like, you know what I mean? And so I really can't explain like necessarily and stuff, everything like how, like, you know what I mean? And stuff so like I came from here to there, I could kind of give you an idea of like how I ended up homeless and stuff, everything like just making bad financial decisions and stuff, everything like, mm. and not like really thinking about the future when I was younger. 
And uh, I wasn't homeless for like a, a prolonged period of time, any of the times and stuff and everything that I was homeless. I was homeless multiple times. But I think that uh, it's just it's just continuously like um, trying and like you know what I mean and stuff and everything like persisting and you know eventually like things and stuff and everything like will will work out and then like you know like making the uh, the right decisions and like 